Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 450. That's right, episode 450. Don't you remember that we were once saying, okay, this was episode 492? Well, I went back through all the episodes to look at a bunch of different things for why. We had a lot of problems last week with blog talk. They deleted our password, and it couldn't get in and everything else, and I was really angry about this, and we didn't have a show. So I apologize for that. That was basically because blog talk locked me out. So I totally apologize for that. But going back through all the different podcasts and everything else throughout the time, I noticed that there was a, a, an error in the numbering of the podcasts by 41 episodes. So we're not actually at episode number 492. We're at episode 450. I'm going to go back and change all the podcast numbers and make everything legitimate so that when we get to episode 500, it really is episode 500. Now, the problem with that is that you're going to look at, if you go back and try to watch an old episode, it's going to say, okay, this is podcast episode number 390, and uh, it's really episode number 348, uh, or the other way around. It's going to say episode four, 348, and I'm going to say, hey, this is episode number 392. Uh, it's, I'm wrong, okay? My words are wrong, and, uh, but the, the words on the top are going to be correct. They're not right now, but they will be in the future. So that being said, that's a little bit of a, a accounting, uh, uh, bookkeeping, uh, yeah, just some office work we just did there. Uh, over the last couple of episodes, I've been talking about um, being in the center of the infer- inferno in British Columbia. And I wasn't joking. There was fires all around us. It was everywhere. Well, I'm not talking to you from the middle of the inferno right now in British Columbia. I'm talking to you from the evacuation zone. That's right. We were evacuated because of a wildfire. I had to move 35 horses in two hours. We had a lot of help from some friends. Actually, one of our friends showed up with a trailer that took 19 horses. Can you believe a trailer that big? It took 19 horses. He was pulling it with a pickup truck. Oh, my God, it was massive. I loved it. So he's going down the Coquihalla. What happens? Coquihalla gets closed down by another different wildfire. So he has to turn around and ends up back at Barrier and puts the horses at a farm in Barrier. And uh, they're still there. So I got some. I got 19 horses down in Abbotsford. I got 19 up in Barrier. I got a couple stallions over in Enderby. Uh, my horses are scattered all over this province, and so are the my family. My wife, daughter, child, uh, grandchildren are down in Abbotsford at a hotel. My son-in-law is at work and sleeping in his truck because they won't let him into the evacuation zone. Once you leave, you're stuck there. And uh, my outlaw, which is actually my son-in-law's father, he's at his ranch, which is right beside us. And uh, so he's over there and I'm over here and we're just kind of doing whatever. Uh, So that's kind of what's happening now. This is the scariest shit that I've ever experienced. We Sunday night, we had fire coming over the ridge at us. It was like, oh, my God, pack everything up, get everything out of here. Uh, but uh, it, 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 it abated, and uh, we survived the night. 
it was close. We had we have fire hoses, uh, sprinklers on the roof. We have uh, garden hoses, fire hoses all over the place, uh, pumps. Uh, the gasoline all has uh, sprinklers over top of it. Uh, all the fuel tanks are – everything is just taken care of. We, I've been working diligently ever since then to get this going. We would have failed miserably uh, if we had to rely if, – if the fire came to us that night, we would have lost everything. Now I think I can protect most of the buildings right now. The landscape will change. The trees will go away. All, a lot of different things will change. But overall, our buildings will survive. I think I've done a pretty damn fine job protecting them. Uh, and I'm kind of proud of that. And I've worked my ass off all by myself because there is nobody else around. It's kind of scary and freaky. I don't mind walking around on heights. I'm not afraid of heights in any way, shape, or form. But when you're walking around on the roof and you're the only person here, something bad happens, nobody's here to find you, like, for days. Um, you know, it's kind of weird. Uh, it's kind of freaky. So I try not to do too much that's dangerous, so I just don't do that. So anyhow, that's my rant for the night. I, I, I can go into how incompetent, totally incompetent, BC Wildfire Agency is, and uh, not the guys on the ground. The, the wildfire, the, the, the firefighters on the front line, on the fire line, are absolutely amazing. They do a wonderful job, but they have to do as they're told. It's almost like a military thing, and the management are it's a clusterfuck. They have no idea what they're doing, and uh, they do things that are so stupid. They're, they, they baffle the mind. They are illogical. Common sense is not part of the equation, and I, I personally, I think they should all be charged with dereliction of duty and uh, public endangerment because what they're doing is wrong. Now, one other thing before I leave this, this subject is our premier out here, John Horgan, the NDP guy, he, he he dragged his ass for weeks declaring a state of emergency in British Columbia. He finally did it. The next day, he leaves on vacation. He's still not back. He's in Nova Scotia. He's not back till tomorrow. And how the fuck do you just leave your province, declare a state of emergency, and leave? What kind of a moron does that? I don't know. I'm totally... I, I have no words to describe this. It's absolutely active stupidity and uh, incompetence and all sorts of wonderful things that I can come up with and I will at some other time. Uh, I'm too emotional about this right now because I'm pissed off and I'm frustrated and I'm a little bored and I miss my family. So uh, Friday, this is Wednesday, Friday is my wife and I, Natalie's uh, 33rd wedding anniversary and we have never, ever been apart on our anniversary until this year. And that's going to be a little rough. Uh, it's not nice. It's not, a, it's not a cool feeling. And, uh, Will, if I remember correctly, it's also your anniversary. You're on Patty's anniversary. So uh, happy anniversary when, uh, when we get on the air here. Okay, I'm going to open up the mics now and talk to the boys. And uh, well, welcome to the show, William. <laughs> Thank you. And, yes, it is my anniversary on, on Friday. And, and guess what we're doing? Guess what we're doing for our 27th anniversary? I don't know. What are you doing? You're coming to BC. We're don't going to see the Calgary. We're going to see the Calgary <laughs> St. Peters get get annihilated by the Montreal uh, Alouettes. Okay. Patty's going now. to a football <laughs> game. Wow. <laughs> Charles, you're making funny. Mark noises. down the date. Yes, Patty's going to a football game. Patty's going to a football game. I don't believe this. 
Really? But there's only one there's only one reason she's going. Because <laughs> you couldn't get rid of the ticket. No, we have company oh, coming to town. We have company coming to town on Thursday, and they want to go to the football game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I poor just girl. To have, four I just happen to have three tickets or four tickets. Yes. So, so <laughs> I, 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 I kind of thought. So my, so our company called me and said they'd really like to go to the football game. And they had called Patty to tell them that, and I said to them, wait a minute, she's setting me up, okay? She thinks I forgot what the 20th, what, what Friday is. So I phoned her up, and I said, all right, honey, I'm glad to hear that you're coming to the football game for our 20th anniversary, or for our 27th anniversary. And she's like, speechless, I am? I said, absolutely you are. It's a date, so she doesn't have a choice. Has she ever been to a game with you? Yeah, four times in four times. thirty okay. years. Okay. In thirty years. So that that's that's three three games more than my wife's come to me. She came to one football right. game with me, and I promised I would never take her to another one. She made such a statement. Okay. Well, uh, you know, you got you got to understand that if they don't know what's going on, it's kind of boring. Okay, let's face it. It is. It is, and I'm, I don't know so, how we have as many fans as we are because there's a lot of really stupid fans out there that don't understand this game, and they're no. still fans. So I'm, I'm impressed with that because if, if you spend the, 30 years and don't understand the game I'm, I'm, and you're still a fan, wow, wow. I guess, I guess the beer is better at football games or something. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but there are so many people that it's are definitely on, more expensive. It's definitely That's more true. Expensive. There's so many people on the on the Facebook group that really don't understand the game or the rules or the strategy or or anything about it. They just oh, I'm a Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan or I'm a Calgary fan or whatever. But why? You don't know anything about the game. You're you're completely clueless. You know and these people it, must when it's a when it's a defensive struggle. These people must fall asleep. Fuck, I fall You know what I mean? Well, but, but you know, when they throw the ball and a guy catches it and he runs for a touchdown, that's exciting to them. They understand that part. Yeah, well, whether it's that's a, about a, the, a reception or a pick six, it's exciting. That That's about the extent of it, okay? Yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand football unless they've played, to be honest with you. So well, I don't know about that. Charles, did you ever play football? Uh, I mean, never on a like I played with my friends. I never played on a te- an actual team, though. But I, I, I love football. I never actually played for a team. Char- Charles pretty okay. much understands this game well, so I, I'm, I'm going to yes. give, give him that credit. Or at there, least but, I'll uh, say that I do. Now nah, you do. Uh, you've proved it on numerous occasions. Uh, you've lasted this long on a podcast, so you know. Hey, I guess that's a good point. You know, you yeah. can't. I, I wouldn't have kept you around if you're an idiot. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. We've seen a few of those go. on here. Yes, so, we have had a few of those on there, and we didn't keep them very long. Ronda, uh, Ronda, some Ronda. kept, some Ronda. kept too long. Some too long, okay? Uh, yep. But I, I, I think a couple of them just stick, stuck around because they were entertainment. But, yeah. And when it, when it yep. stopped being in, in fun and enjoyable, it, it, it changed. Okay, Charles. You're there. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are Hello. you doing? 
I'm doing good. How are the, How are you doing? Well, I think Up I ranted a lot about it. Uh, yeah, I'm in the evac zone. I, I literally, yeah. uh, there's nobody on the highway. This is a really busy highway. There's nobody, no cars, no nothing on it. I got no horses on the property. I have no chores. I get up in the morning and there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I go to bed at night. There's nothing to do. I just go to bed. And it's really right. bizarre. And uh, so I do have my dog to talk to. to I do talk to my dogs. I'm playing with them. And uh, that's about it. Today, we, we moved pallets of bricks because all four dogs were around a pallet of bricks. And I had to keep moving. There was eight of them there. So I kept moving these pallets of bricks until at the final one got picked up and the, the rodent took off and they chased it all across the yard and caught it and killed it. So, you know, that was entertainment for about an hour. Uh-huh. Watching them run around these pallets. So, yeah, you know, the, the small things are in... <laughs> I'm using small minds right now. Fair enough. Say, I'm pretty bored. Yep. I'm very bored. I'm actually volunteering myself to go out and work on the fire line. I says, give me a chunk of iron. Go, let me go run an excavator or, or dozer or something and let's kill this fire. No, nope, you can't. I go, Why not? Well, you can't. You don't work for a certified company. I'm free. They don't understand that. I said, it's not going to cost you a penny. I'll even bring my own lunch. No, no don't, want, don't want it. They won't take any help. There, it, I'm going back to this rant again. There are three fire companies sitting at the BC-Alberta border from Alberta, and they won't let them in the province to help because they're not part of the certification program. There, oh, was, a logging, there was a logging company that was going to knock down the um, – White Rock Fire before it got totally out of control, and they were threatened with a hundred thousand dollar fine if they moved a piece of equipment near that fire. That fire took off and destroyed two hundred and fifty houses. Okay, it would have been put out if this logging company was allowed to do their job to, to work on it. Um, that same fire, when it was really small, they had fifteen farmers, ranchers working on it. And uh, BC Wildfire showed up and he said, oh, we got it from here. Thank you. And they, the ranchers all got told to go away. And two guys sat in the truck for two days. They didn't get out of the truck. They didn't deal with the fire at all. They just watched it as it, it escalated. Highland Copper, Highland Valley Copper Mine up here. They had 55 men with heavy equipment. We're talking big dozers, big pieces of equipment. Said that they would come out and cut a... Uh, a relief line around the town of Logan Lake. They said, you move that, you're going to jail. You move that piece of equipment onto the, off that property, you're going to jail. This is, the, this is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with mm-hmm. arrogant assholes that are not doing their job and won't let anybody else do it. So anyhow, I'm ranting again, and I'm gonna, I want to talk football because there's got to be something that takes my mind off of this shit because – uh, it, I am just so frustrated with it. It's just unbelievable. So we, we're going to talk about week two football, which uh, we had four games. And the first game was Thursday night, was the BC Lions uh, were in Calgary to play the Calgary Stampeders. Now, I'd love to say that this was a defensive battle. And for most part, it was. But I don't think it had really good offense. 
I don't think that the, the defense was just over-the-top stellar. It was the defense won these – both of these teams had very good defenses, and they both, it was a defensive struggle in that aspect. But it wasn't because they, were, they weren't really tested all that bad by the offenses. Both offenses were lackluster, in my opinion. And uh, we're going to hear from the guys. In fact, I'll start with Charles right now. Charles, uh, you watched this game. Uh, it was a BC Lions victory in Calgary, which I don't think we've done in the last seven years or something. Final score was been a while. 15, 15 to 9. So what, you, what was your take on this game? Obviously, you watched it on TV. I did, and I was happy to see the Lions win, of course. It was anything but a masterpiece. Your 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 um, interpretation of this game is actually quite accurate. They weren't great. I mean, the Lions. I think that you can say make the case that the Lions were better than the Stampeders. That's yes. not saying a lot because no. Bo Levi Mitchell had his worst game I think he's ever played. But I mean, we find out afterwards the guy's playing on a broken leg. Well, yeah, what did nobody you nobody actually believes that, do they? Oh, I don't know. How do you play on a broken uh, leg? I've right. broken my leg several times. I couldn't walk. I mean, he I didn't play football. Him really... He wasn't limping. He wasn't. Yeah. The only thing he was having a problem no. with was his thumb. And he, at several times, his he was holding his thumb. He was definitely having problems with it. Yes. Right? And, and I'll give that him too, that. Actually. But he never yes, limped but, throughout I mean, that game anywhere. So, and there were times where he ran the ball, and he's running the ball on a broken leg. Yeah, I think he slipped uh, well, in the shower well, after the game and broke it, and everybody's just trying to say that he broke it in the, uh, the first game against Toronto. You don't break your leg against Toronto and then sit around for a week and then go play football and slap the pads on and play football again. That's just absolutely asinine to even suggest that. So I'm not buying the, the argument think that he that, had a broken leg. I don't believe it. I don't disagree that he injured it in the Toronto game. I didn't, don't think he broke it. Maybe he injured it and then – uh, aggravated against the Lions. I don't know what the case was, but Bo Levi Mitchell was not right. You can certainly tell. He was not the way he was. He was favoring his thumb. You know he was grabbing it and clutching it several times during that game. Um, I mean, I'm going to give some credit, though, to the BC Lions defense because I did think they played quite well. Um, I mean, it's a night and day from what we saw in 2019 when we under the Devon Claybrook era, I mean, they were getting sacks, they were getting pressure, they got a lot of picks. So, I mean, but you're right. Neither offense was stellar in this game. Uh, the Lions, there was only one touchdown uh, in the entire game. That was a one-yard Mike Riley plunge. So that was good. And, of course, I'm cheering for the Lions. I want them to do well. It wasn't uh, full of excitement, but I was glad it ended as it did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, William. For Will, he paid to go to this game. No, he didn't. He, he, he doesn't pay for No, Charles, I don't, oh, no, I don't. No, that's that, you don't pay. Charles. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, go on, yeah. Um, let me start off by saying I did meet a very nice young man at the football game. His name was Jacob Jenke. He was, uh, okay. he was, uh, he was one day uh, making the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this year. And, oh, he tore his ACL, and he oh. tore his ACL the day oh. before cut down, and so they cut him, okay? But uh, he was sitting next to me, really, really, really nice young guy from Edmonton, and, and I had quite a good conversation with him throughout that entire game. I actually talked to, I actually talked to somebody huh? because I really wasn't interested 
in watching what was on the field. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm always I'm always saying saying to CJ that he always says, "I told you so, I told you so, I told you so" about certain things. And I'm gonna say, after watching BC's kicker, I told you guys. I told you guys, <laughs> kickers, kickers shouldn't be involved in a football game, okay? Because they suck, okay? They suck that bad. One did. I, I want you oh, to know yeah. he's been he he's been cut. Okay, I know he's no he longer has. I know he has, and I don't know why he wasn't cut after the first game. Okay, so just say I mean, actually we just thought it was an anomaly or something, but no, it was a consistency there, or lack thereof. I mean. He was the first, what was he, the first Japanese player to score a point in the CFL? Yes. At, I don't, yes. I don't, I don't and, know and if he, Japan he only got will one celebrate point, him. I don't know no. if Japan will celebrate him. Yeah. So, this, this, um, was, this was not a good, good thing of CFO, CFL 2.0, the global thing where uh, Ambrosi's trying to get the other country to start cheering for, for the CFL. Uh, that's not a good representation right. for Japan, not at all. You know, and it's funny because in week one, we saw Mike Riley out there and he was throwing these fucking lame duck passes that had wings, okay? Yeah. I, I thought he was done. I thought it was for, a parachute. I thought, I thought he was done for the season. Yeah. Didn't look promising. It looked, it looked really bad. And then go to week two and he's actually throwing the ball with some stuff on it. And I mean, yeah. he had... I do believe he had close to 400 yards passing in that game. They just, I, I believe they you're just, correct. I think he was he was just, number two number two behind Trevor Harris, I think. And they just stopped when it came time to score and let that Japanese guy try and kick field goals. So I guess it was a, kind of like an exhibition game. Now, I, as far as Bo Levi Mitchell goes, uh, you guys can say what you want, but between game one and game two, it was a short week, okay, and Bo Levi Mitchell wore a boot the entire time between game one and game two, okay? So I do believe he's got a broken leg, okay? And if it's the truth that he has a broken leg, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mike Riley, you just lost your crown. Bo Levi Mitchell, toughest fucking guy in the CFL, by okay. far and away. Stop for a second. Let me, let me just uh, say this, okay? Yeah. If Bo Levi yes. Mitchell broke his leg, yes. his, his yes. fibula, I believe it is, in the Toronto yes. game, the Calgary yes. Stampeders organization is completely fucking incompetent for not discovering this within 12 hours of that football game. No, 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 no. no. They always knew he had a broken leg. So why would you they let him play knew. again? You would put your because star quarterback wanted, at risk? Because he wanted, okay, understand. Oh, so he runs the team. I thought John Huffnagel and, and Dave Dickinson ran this team. Bo Levi Mitchell runs this team is what you're telling me now. He wanted well, to play no, football with a what broken I'm, leg. What I'm, telling you, what I'm telling you is if you got Bo Levi Mitchell with a broken leg and you got Kevin Federick as your backup, who the fuck are you going to use? You're going to who's, use Bo Levi Mitchell with a broken that's, leg. That's Huffnagel's fault. Yeah, okay. But you know what? I mean, lots of guys. It's it's the it's the it's the uh, 
fibula, which is the small bone on the outside of your leg, okay? Yeah. My wife, my wife broke her fibula four years ago, didn't even know it, and walked around on it. So, I mean, it's a little different to perform as a as a high-end passer in the CFL with a broken leg, but you can still walk on it. Possibly, I'm figure, not arguing put, with that, but you, why would they, they not have they, given x-rays or an MRI or a CT scan or something on this man's leg if this is your star football player and he's hurt his leg and it's, it's still hurt the next day and he's wearing a boot for a short week. It's only five days, they, and, but he's wearing a boot. Always, so why wouldn't you x-ray it? They've always said that he had a lower body injury, okay? I don't believe that they didn't x-ray it. But maybe it was a hairline fracture. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And they never will let you know. So I would not anyways, let my kid walk around with a hairline fracture. Certainly yeah, wouldn't want to play football that. or lacrosse or something. I know that. I know that. I mean, sometimes we think, I mean, I broke my leg seven years ago. I broke my tibia. I had a cast on my leg for a week. After they took the cast off, they gave me a boot. I got home the day they gave me the boot, and I said, fuck, this is nothing. I can walk on this. I took the boot off and tried, to walk, your across the, I tried to walk across the room, and it was like, oh, fuck, that hurts. Okay, and I put the boot back on, didn't take it off for six weeks. So Yeah, like you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. But what you're supposed to do and what you do is two different things, okay? Yeah. So, so, anyways, all I can say is uh, the Stampeders could go Owen something if Bo Levi doesn't get back soon. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, he's on the six-game injury I, list, so that's that means that he has yeah. gone for at least six games. Uh, no, not no, necessarily. Can, he, they could bring him back at any time. Off. Yes, yeah. they can. You can bring one guy off your so, sixth game in the first half of the season and one guy off in the second half of your season. So they could bring him off the, yes. the sixth game in, in less than six weeks. But if he truly does have a broken fibula, it won't be healed in six weeks. Not, not enough to well, go out and play I, football on. We'll see. We'll see. So, I, I, uh, I, I'm thinking after six weeks, it's not going to make a difference if they're 0-6, okay? No. You might as well let him heal. So, yeah, absolutely. You might as well let him heal absolutely. and write this season off. And 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 but, maybe you won't be. You still have to play Ottawa, but then they beat Edmonton, so you get to play Edmonton. The best, the best case scenario, though, is Michael O'Connor or Michael O'Brien or whatever the hell his name is. I got to look it up. Is the next is the next coming of Russ Jackson? <laughs> Russ Jackson. And he lights this. Yeah, yeah, Russ Jackson. And he lights the CFL up. I don't think this? that's going to happen. So this is Calgary's the Calgary backup? backup? Okay. Yes. Okay. He's Canadian. And he's a Canadian? Don't you know? No, I didn't yes, know sir. that. I, I thought you just. Never mind. Never mind. I'm, no, I'm not going to say He's anything. Canadian. He's Canadian. Okay. Okay. So there you go. But you know what? Bo Levi Mitchell missing is not the only problem the Calgary Stampeders have. The problem the Calgary Stampeders have is they're fucking young. That's it. They're so young, it's scary. So, Cal- Calgary Stampeders. 
Calgary Stampeders' biggest problem is why they don't have a quarterback right now. Because <laughs> he was getting tossed around like a rag doll. Yeah, the second game he was, not the first game. No. First game he didn't have any sacks on him. The second game he had four. And four interceptions. That's correct, sir. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to open I Charles's think... microphone now, so I'm giving him a warning so that he can stop talking because he was talking in the background and it, it was kind of uh, it was kind of oh, being rude. So he was, he was. So I'm going to open his mic oh, back okay. up now because he's probably been trying to talk and it hasn't been working. Charles, it's open now. Hello. I have been. Sorry about that. My wife came home and she was talking to me. She didn't realize I was on the podcast. So sorry about okay. that. Yeah, well, I just muted it so that we I didn't make a scene about it. I'm making that scene now instead. That's okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So That's um, okay. I've been talking. That's why you guys couldn't hear me. Mm-hmm. That's correct. I muted your mic. I apologize. Yep. But That's it fine. was a necessity at the time. Okay, so um, yep, no this game here was the BC Lions uh, and the Calgary Stampeders, and the total score was 24 points. Uh, let's see. Charles. You went O for O for O for four last week, and you picked the BC Lions to win by 48 points, or with combined total of 48 points. You were off by 24, so you got 100 points, yeah. and you got zero points for your score. Okay? So if you're more than 21 yep. points off, you get zero. Okay. Uh, and I have exactly twice as many as they should have been. Yes, exactly twice as many. It is very impressive. Uh, Will, you picked Calgary to win, which wrong. You got zero points for that. And you picked 49 points as the total, which was one more than Charles. So you got zip as well. Uh, Mark picked BC by 31 points. So he got, that was a seven-point differential. Uh, he got 100 points for the win and 28 points for the, the, the score. That's pretty impressive there, Mark. Uh, CJ picked the BC Lions. Of course he did because that's what he does. And uh, he picked the 38 points was the total score. Differential differential was 14 points. So I got 100 points plus 14 for that game. That's kind of how this works. So we'll see what happens on the next game, which was the (coughs) Toronto Argonauts were into Winnipeg to play the Blue Bombers. And what happened in this one? Well, Toronto was looking pretty impressive beating the Calgary Stampeders in week one. And uh, going into Winnipeg, they were a little bit on the cocky side, and Winnipeg absolutely bitch-slapped them. Uh, The law office of McLeod Bethel-Thompson looked like a high school second-tier quarterback. It was embarrassing to watch this game. Toronto had absolutely no offense. It took them to the third quarter before they actually smartened up and brought in Nick Arbuckle, and he actually moved the football right away, which kind of confused me because I thought Winnipeg's defense was absolutely amazing. Obviously, it wasn't their defense. It was just Toronto's offense was that pathetic under Bethel Thompson. So, uh, wow, inept, that's a good word for it. A lot of people are calling for uh, uh, McLeod to be cut. Uh, I don't know if that's a great idea. You always want to have a backup quarterback that's got some experience. Most of the teams in the CFL right now don't have a backup quarterback with experience. So Toronto is kind of sitting pretty in that aspect, but not if he's a fucking useless piece of shit like he was. So uh, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, Winnipeg's defense was not amazing. Uh, 
Toronto was just that bad. Uh, Charles, what was your take? Well, the Argos went like, from looking really good in week one to looking really bad in week two. They kind of have the Trevor Harris syndrome there. Was uh, it a different team or was it just a weeks. different opponent? It was just probably a different opponent. Last week they won. They beat Edmonton in week one, and Edmonton's looking no, more and more Calgary. like a train they wreck. Calgary. They Calgary. beat Calgary. Calgary. They beat Calgary. Well, they're yeah. looking more and more like a train wreck each week. Um, you can actually say the same thing about both Alberta teams. Uh, they ran up against a much better team in week two, and it showed. They looked like uh, they were terrible in this football game. Uh, the Bombers were okay. I mean, they were good, but they didn't have to be really good because their opponents were really, really bad. So uh, take the – they had good stats, but take those with a grain of salt because they weren't really – they didn't get really any op- opposition in this one at all. Um, Nick Arbuckle, I mean, he came in, he moved the ball a little bit, but he wasn't a whole lot better. He really wasn't. No. Uh, Thomas, uh, M, the, the law office dude, he was 10 of 20. Nick Arbuckle was 10 of 19, so one pass difference. But what were the yards? Thompson had 70 yards. Nick Arbuckle had 96 yards. So he had about 26 yards more. So it's a little bit better. That was 50% more. Yeah, yeah, it's better, but, I mean, not super better. And they didn't put uh, a passing touch. The only touchdown was by John White, who – I'm still wondering why the Lions didn't bring him back, but um, whatever. Um, yeah, this was pretty much a, a done deal right from the beginning. This game was never really in any serious doubt. Uh, the Bombers, uh, they went up there and they just played adequately, and that was all they needed to beat Toronto, who uh, did not look good at all. Okay, um, I'm going to do a, 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 not really a shout-out because that's not quite the way it, it works, but I'm going to talk to Sparky for a minute. And Sparky, if you could do this for me, this would be greatly appreciated. I, I look at your, your little spreadsheet that you create here, and it's wonderful. It's got week one. It's got week two on it. It's got the panel of standings on it. And on the far right, it has the scoring, how the scoring works. Everything else is awesome. Uh, when you put in the visitors and home team, is there some way we can s- squeeze this all together a little bit and put the scores for the game? Hamilton something, Winnipeg something, and then the total score at 25. Um, just so that I actually know what the score of the game is and I don't have to go looking somewhere else for that. That would be greatly appreciated if you could do that for me, Sparky. Thank you. William, what's your take on this Toronto-Winnipeg game? You know what? I uh, didn't watch it at the time, but since since I've watched bits and pieces of it because it's not worth me wasting three hours on, um, I, I think I, I think maybe why Toronto's offense looked pretty poor is because Winnipeg had tape on Toronto's offense for the first time this year. Okay, i.e. Calgary did not. Uh, new head coach, oh. new everybody, so they probably came out with an offense. And Winnipeg probably defended it perfectly. I was. Are, are you trying to make an excuse for Calgary's performance in Week One? No, not at all. Not at all. That's, that's what Thomas, it sounded like. Well, Bethel Tom, and I mean, in reality, if Calgary hadn't have done a few things in Week One, because we didn't get to talk about this, um, they probably would have won that game. So, um, 
Toronto is Toronto, and 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 I don't believe you can take a bunch of old superstars, and I am saying old superstars, and put them all together and expect to have a winning team right away. Okay, but Bethel Thomas, he looked he looked good in Calgary. I've always thought the guy can throw the ball. Okay, but I don't know. There was something about him on in week two that he looked he looked horrible. So, and I am a Nick Arbuckle fan, so you know. Whatever. It was, it was not a pretty game. No, it was not. And once again, well, no, they didn't have a short week, did they? Because they didn't play on no. Thursday. Okay, that's no. fine. That's fine. That's about all I have to say for them. I mean, you know, Toronto and Winnipeg, fuck. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so week two, second game, Friday night football, was the Toronto Argonauts 7 Winnipeg Blue Bombers 20. I had to go over to uh, CFL.ca to get this. Now I'll go back to Sparky's page. And uh, with a point differential of 27, uh, Charles, you picked Winnipeg by 52. You're off by 25 points. Okay? So that was one more than the first game. So you're getting worse here, by the way. So you got uh, another 100 points and zero for your point score. That's pretty impressive. Uh, William, you picked Toronto by 62. What the fuck was going on with that? <laughs> so you see, you, got, you see, I, I, I want to talk to you guys about I'm handicapped. Okay. Because in a because short bus kind I, of way. Well, no, I won't pick Saskatchewan. I won't pick Edmonton. And because of all the big mouth uh, bomber fans for the last two years, I'm not going to pick Winnipeg either. Yeah, so I'm I, at a distinct disadvantage. Okay, I, you know what? I, I completely agree with you. I don't like Winnipeg, and I'm really I, I'm hesitant to pick Winnipeg. But they were playing Toronto. I had to. That doesn't mean that yeah, I would do I, it if it was Saskatchewan. Because I, I, I would never have picked Saskatchewan. I would have picked Toronto no matter what. Okay. Yeah, but I yeah I I just I'm not picking Winnipeg anymore because they're they're fucking uh, classless pieces of shit. Did I say that out loud? Whoops. You, you did. Yep. I, you know I couldn't believe looking at the crowd in there. There was so many people that were actually wearing Swaggerville T-shirts. Did you see that on TV? People yeah. haven't burnt those yet. I, I would well, be no, embarrassed. Winnipeg, I would absolutely embarrass that. Winnipeg is not a. Winnipeg is not a fashion icon place, okay? So when they buy stuff from 20 years ago, they wear it until it falls apart, okay? I, I think he probably found it at Value Village or something. I'm not sure. But, you know, yeah, it was I, right I on know. TV. He's, he's up all proud of this Swaggerville T-shirt. Guys, you, built, you beat fucking Toronto. Whoop-dee-doo. Whoop-dee-doo. You haven't By played way, anybody that's challenging how did and it work out for Swaggerville that one season? What, 2011? Did it work 2011? out all that well for they, them? They yeah. lost. They lost. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to throw one more observation into both the Winnipeg games. And I know, Christopher, you're a huge Zach Kolaris fan. And in, and in both of those games, he played well, okay? I'm not going to deny that. But yeah. if that guy keeps on running around like that he's gonna get into trouble yes he's gonna I, get into trouble i'm sorry I, I do not 
doubt that for a heartbeat, my friend. <laughs> he's going to okay. get his bell rung. You got you got to give him credit that he still has the guts to do that. Okay. Yeah. But I, 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 especially why is it necessary when you have that offensive line in front of you? It's it, not. it shouldn't be. He he should right? just actually. So. You know what Zach Caleros needs to do? He needs to watch some film of. Calgary's offense for like the last three, four years. Okay. And watch Bo in the pocket with Calgary having a gauntlet of an offensive line and watch what he does. Okay. Because that's what Zach needs to do. Right. But he can't do that. Zach needs to learn to play football like Bo. He can't do that. And it would be amazing. No, he can't do that. It's not in his genes. It's not. No, he he has to get out there and run the ball. And I, I, I love his style of play. I absolutely do. But it's going to kill him. And we all know it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So Mark picked the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which was correct, but by 57 points. He was off by 30. Got, he gets the 100 points for the win, but zero points for the points differential. Okay? Now, in uh, Christopher, me, CJ, Took Winnipeg by 48 points. I was off by 21 points, which is actually the cut line. If I was like one point lower, if I had 20, 47 points, I would have got a sing, I would have got two points for that game. I didn't. I got zero, just like everybody else. I can't believe that we all anticipated. Charles, you were at 52. Will was 62. Mark was 57, and I was low at 48. It was 27. This was not as impressive a game as we anticipated it to be. No. It wasn't. It was, it was a snore fest, in my opinion, okay? So, and I anyhow. I would have pegged the score a lot more. I did. And they didn't. They did not. Me too. Okay. No. So, Montreal and Edmonton played in the first game on Saturday night. This was in Edmonton. And this is the uh, was the Elks' first home game, wasn't it? No, yep. no, this no, they, no, 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 they the played Elks Ottawa at home. No, second. Yeah, yeah. this was the, the second home game and their second loss of the season. Uh, and they stunk it up. Oh my God, they stunk it up. Uh, Montreal beat them by a score of thirty to thirteen. Ugh. It was. I actually got to watch most of this game. And it, what I saw, I just said, why am I watching it? I, it's, this is pathetic. Mind you, the 13 points that Edmonton scored was almost the same as, as what Calgary and Toronto scored together. So it, they actually had the highest score of the losing teams this week. That doesn't say much. But they were the they, they were the best of the bad. Uh, final score was thirty to thirteen, and that is a point differential or a total points of forty three, with a Montreal victory. Charles, what's your take on this game? I remember going back right before the season started. We looked and we saw that a lot of the experts were picking Edmonton to come out of the West. Yeah. And I remember yes, at that were. time, I remember that time thinking to myself, what the hell are these people see, seeing that I'm not seeing? 
because yeah. I think Edmonton's going to be a train wreck. Lo and behold, two weeks in, Edmonton is a train wreck. They were horrifically awful in this game for the second week in a row at home, and they got their ass kicked again by an Eastern team, a team that hadn't played. Trevor Harris was brutal in this game, and we've talked about good Trevor Harris and bad Trevor Harris. Well, it's been bad Trevor Harris for two weeks now. They didn't score. It took until the fourth quarter of their second game for them to score a touchdown. <laughs> That's a terrible football team. They, they, were, they were bad in week one. They were worse this week, and they Charles. were embarrassed on home field by Montreal. Charles, they got beat yeah. by Ottawa. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. If that's not the funniest shit you've heard, <laughs> they yeah. got beat by Ottawa. And this does not look like a good football team at all, and I said that right from the beginning of the season. I think we all did. I don't yeah. know what these people are saying, these quote-unquote experts are saying. Of course, if you look at the record of their picks this year, you'll see uh, why you should stop listening to them. But, yeah, this was embarrassing for Edmonton and a good start to the season for Montreal. Vernon Adams Jr. played well. All of Montreal played well. Edmonton looked like a train wreck. Yeah, I got let's called see out. Let's play on... tomorrow night on a short week. Yeah, I got called out on our, our group halfway through the, the BC-Saskatchewan game in week one by Rose Henry. And she said 31-0. to zero. And then she said, and you, and this expert, Christopher Jones, picked Edmonton to be last in the Western Division. Rose, I still do. Actually, I don't know. Calgary might be there because they don't have a quarterback. So you might actually be able to squeak up into fourth place in the West. Okay? But yeah, there's Edmonton not an Edmonton fan out there that should be talking about anything right now. No, you've you got nothing to, to bark, beak about. Nothing, nothing. Okay. Uh, William, you love talking about the Edmonton Eskimos. Edmonton Elks or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, you know uh, what? Once again, once again, because we missed week one, I get to talk about week one, too. Okay. We do. We, do. we can do that. Uh, I I actually think on paper Edmonton has some pretty good football players. Okay, their offensive line is horrible. Okay, because they actually let let uh, our favorite guy uh, come on. What's his name? The offensive lineman who's always flapping his lips. Come on, help me here. Derek Dennis. Derek Dennis. They actually let Derek Dennis walk away. He could have helped them because. They've gone through six guys at their left offensive tackle since the beginning of the season. But I want to talk about a particular fellow named James Wilder Jr. Did you guys see in the first game he's got his sweater tucked up underneath his shoulder pads and he's showing his abs on the field? Yeah, like, look ridiculous. This guy, this, guy, this guy has been in the CFL for how many years? Doesn't he know what a dress code is? Because they have a dress code. And we're not playing high school USA football right now, okay? You're in the professional football league, you idiot. Why would you do that? Anyways, that's just my little rant on him because I don't like him. 
Okay. Um, as a as a true Calgarian fan, I hope Edmonton is always a train wreck in every game, and they were a train wreck in that game. Trevor Harris, they they have a good quarterback, but they don't have an offensive line. Okay, they have some pretty good receivers, but they don't have an offensive line. Um, I and they also have a first year head coach, so you know, I don't know, I don't know, but. I mean, it makes me it makes me happy whenever Edmonton wins. So loses, loses. Sorry. Yes. That's all I got to say about it. Well, you didn't disappoint me, Will. Okay, you really didn't. I'm I'm okay. I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, you started your rant on Edmonton, and I thought he's going to go for a while. So I got up out of my chair, opened the door, walked a hundred feet across my yard into my house grabbed my glass of water, went over to the water cooler, filled it up, came out, closed the door, walked 100 feet over to the house, came in, closed the door, sat down, put my headphones back on, and you're still going. Well, there I you love go. It. Thank you. Thank I, you very much. I, I appreciate love, that. I, I love Edmonton. I love Edmonton. Edmonton is the greatest city TV, the greatest team in CFL history. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Now you sarcasm again. Talk about Atlantic schooners or something. Okay. Uh, Charles, you did this take on this game, did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm starting off with you, so I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, So the final score, uh, oh, I got to go back to the other page to get that because I don't have it on that Sparky's page. It was 30 to 13, so that's total score of 43. That was the highest scoring game of the week. Um, Charles, you picked Montreal to win, which was correct. You picked them by 41 points. Whoa, that's pretty impressive. You got a total point score of 38, which was the second highest that you can get. Very impressive. Very impressive. Um, good job on you there. So, Will, yep. you picked Montreal to win with a point differential of 46, which was three more. You're off by three. So you get the 100 points plus 36. Again, very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, Mark, uh 33 points was your point differential. You're off by 10, so you got 100 points. Uh, you got 22 points on your point differential. I'm going to add these all up for everybody at the end, so you don't have to be marking any of this down. Not the ER. Uh, and CJ got Montreal. So we all picked Montreal to win. We all got 100 points for this game. Uh, was by, Point differential was 35. Uh, sorry, uh, I picked 35. I was out by 8. 8 points gives me 26. 100 points plus the 26. Uh, way to go, CJ. Um, the last game, the second game of the doubleheader on Saturday night was the Hamilton Tiger Cats into Mosaic Stadium to play Saskatchewan. Well, well, uh, Saskatchewan beat them fairly handily. Uh, Hamilton is now 0-2, beat by Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. Uh, final score was 30-8. to uh, Again, you know, they're, they're, they're in Saskatchewan. They're, 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 I keep hearing this rant, Cody, Cody, Cody. He wasn't outstandingly stellar. He did score, they, you know, the team did score 30 points, which was the highest amount of points of the week. Uh, Montreal scored 30 as well. Uh, but, damn, it, there, there was not one of these games this week that really went, wow, was that ever impressive? And this wasn't either. 
And the only thing that I really like about Hamilton losing is we get to, for the next week, we get to see what Brandon Banks puts out on Twitter. And did you see him today? He put out this tweet that said, we should go into your job and start booing. How would you fucking like that? Go into the grocery store and boo, you fucking bum, as you're bagging groceries. Dude, you should be bagging groceries because that's all you're really good at. You're absolutely pathetic in this game. So, you know what? I, I, there's no response for you. I, I, I just I, – there's a lot of teams this year that I would love to see go 0 and 14. Hamilton's being one of them. Calgary's being another. I'm not really high on Edmonton right now. So, yeah, okay, I can see three games going – three teams going 0 and 14, except for the fact that they're going to play each other, so somebody's going to win there. Yeah, uh, that's where it that, doesn't that's work. All, that's that where – it doesn't work that way. Absolutely not. So – uh, unless you go for a tie, like Will always tries yeah, to tie, but that doesn't maybe. that doesn't work either. Uh, he hasn't been successful calling a tie, so I am not impressed with this at all. Uh, Charles, how do you enjoy this game? Was it uh, Saskatchewan won? How could it be a good game? It wasn't a good game. That's the, that's how you answer that one. I mean. I can't explain the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They should be much better than they are. They just look terrible right now. I mean, maybe it's a, a case of no exhibition games, no nothing. I mean, but, I mean, you can only use that excuse for so long. And you should be showing progression as you play. Again, this is another team that was worse in week two than they were in week one. Uh, this is a better team. No, they team weren't. They scored two more points. What? They scored two more points. I know they did, but they, I think they still think they looked better in week uh, week one against Winnipeg than they did in week two. I don't know why. I just thought they looked better than they did. Uh, but anyways, the Ticats should be a better team. Saskatchewan, much like Winnipeg against Toronto, just had to show up and play uh, decent, and this got them to win. Uh, yeah, I know, I, know, I know what you're saying about people, you know, pumping up Cody Fajardo. He was a spectacular. 222 yards is not, I mean, it's not a big <laughs> nothing right home. Yeah, he had a lot of rushing yardage. He had 66 yards rushing, which is a lot for a quarterback. Uh, but doesn't that potentially mean a lot of broken plays? Who knows? Um, yes. And we were saying at the beginning of the year, everyone was saying, well, Hamilton's got the best one-two punch at quarterback. Well, Jeremiah Mazzoli was 17 to 25 for 135 yards and two interceptions. So those are pretty lousy numbers. And then Dane Evans came in and was worth three for 10 for 21 yards. So their great one-two punch isn't exactly um, showing it at this point. Well, not to say that uh, they won't at some point, but they're off to a slow start. Saskatchewan's at a, a big start, a good start. And we'll see where these two go going forward. Okay. So That's all for me. William, did you watch this game? Did yeah. you DVR it? Did you cut out the commercials? I, I did all of the above. Um, you know, one of the things, okay, okay, basically, 
bottom line, it doesn't matter how good you look as long as you get the W. And I've said that over and over and over again. So yes. teams like Winnipeg, teams like Winnipeg and teams like Saskatchewan who now have two wins, they are the top in the CFL, right? Correct. I would give you I would give you nobody has looked good in the CFL because this is still exhibition. And and these guys have not done anything for almost two years, okay? So there's going to be rust. There's going to be all kinds of stuff on them, okay? So I, I think the reason Hamilton is, is, is 0-2 is because they didn't make the right decision. I don't think Jeremiah Mazzoli is a good quarterback. And, and uh, he, uh, well, he, well he, I, I, hang on. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he's a good quarterback. He's kind of like Matt Nichols. Yeah, but though no, he's Matt, he's better than Matt Nichols. At least he can run with the ball. Okay, correct. As so opposed to he's Matt not, Nichols, who can't. You said he's not a good quarterback. But, I think he's a good quarterback. He's no, just not nothing special. But, but I think Matt Nichols is a better passer than that guy is. Okay, I've just never liked him, and I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. And I okay. thought, I, I don't know why, I think they should have picked Dane Evans every single time this year. But, hey, that's just me. Um, and Saskatchewan, regardless of how bad they are, they're always going to be great. Just ask a Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan. They'll tell you. Okay? Ask Phil Miller. I mean, Phil. I mean, Cody Fajardo, if you have to run for 66 yards in a game, well – you're you're not doing something that happens downfield. And once again, quarterbacks who run tend to get hurt. Okay. Who is their backup in Saskatchewan? I don't know. Anybody know? No. Anybody know? I okay. couldn't tell you. Well keep on running, guys. Okay, keep on running. Because we can talk about Matt Dunnigan and we can talk about Dave Dickinson and we can talk about Buck Pierce. And we can talk about all those guys in the and Zach Calaris and the concussion problems, okay? I don't know, man. So, like I said, this season hasn't even started yet. I'm uh I still think I still think Hamilton will eventually be there. They can't not be there. And as far as uh as far as as far as Brandon Banks goes Hamilton should sign Derek Dennis and put those guys in a room together. They can listen to each other talk. That's kind of funny. Do you remember that that little doggy and with Ralph? Hey Ralph, hey, Ralph, Ralph, what are you gonna do? You want to go? No, was, want to go chase some cats? Want to go see Spike? Isn't Spike, yeah. Spike? And the little guy was Spike, Ralph, Spike, wasn't it? Spike. Yeah. yeah, Spike. Hey, Spike, man. You want to go chase some cats? Cats? I want to see cats. Wah! Anyhow, that's kind of what uh, Brandon Banks and Derek Dennis would be like. Wouldn't that be funny? I'd love to see that. It could almost okay. be a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> what could we call it? Uh, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. D.D. <laughs> Banks. Oh, well. Okay. Shit happens, I guess. Um, 
So this was the final game. Let's go over there and uh, figure this out. So the final score was, oh, I'm not there. Hmm. What did I do? Okay, I got to go over here. No, I, that would have been fine. What am I doing? Uh, the final score was, what happened? Why don't I have scores? Oh, that's week three. We don't have a week three yet. Um, Saskatchewan 30, Hamilton 8. Okay, so now we'll go over to Sparky's spreadsheet here. And uh, so the final score had a point, uh, total point score of 38. 30 and 8 makes 38. It was when I went to school anyhow. Uh, Saskatchewan wins this one. Charles, you picked them. 45 points. You're off by 7. 100 points for the win. 28 points for the point differential. That was pretty good. Uh, William, you picked Hamilton. You picked 54 points. You're off by 16. You got zero for the win because it was a loss. And you got 10 points. So that was a big game for you, 10 points. Uh, Mark. Mark picks Saskatchewan by 47. Uh, He was out by nine, so he gets 24 points with his 100. And CJ picked him at 45. I was off by seven. Same as Charles. We both got 28 points. Okay, so now this is, it, it, this is a little confusing, so we're just going to go with it. Charles, you actually picked all four games correct, and so right. did Mark. So you ended up with 400 points there. Uh, you're, on your, your scores, you got an extra 66 points out of that. Uh, that's pretty impressive. I'm good with that. William, you only got one right, so you only got 100 points. Uh, your point total was 46. Uh, this was not an impressive week for you. And uh, I'm sad to say that it was just slightly better than the first week. Uh, Mark got all the games right, so he got 400 points. Uh, He got 74 points, I believe it is, with the score, which is pretty impressive. He is walking away with this thing this year. Uh, CJ got three games correct, absolutely could not pick Saskatchewan. So I will always take a zero on that day and, and be proud of it. Be proud of it that I did not break my stride. Uh, not quite as impressive on the uh, the score. I got 68, which was but okay. It was better better than most, but less than Mark. Uh, after two weeks, Mark's total in first place is 768. CJ is behind him by exactly 240 at at, at a score of 528. Uh, Charles is in third place with 506. It's not far behind CJ. And Will, uh, you're kind of got a dismal 268 points. You're way back there, bro. Uh, but by the looks of it, this is this is something where you could catch up really quick. I mean, you pick four games right in a row, and everybody else picks something stupid. Uh, you you jump up really fast. So don't think you're out of the the game yet. But that's, uh, that's the wrap on week one. We uh, took an hour to do this. Wow. I didn't think it would take that long. We probably should uh, quicken that up a little bit. But we're going to do our points right now, and that's going to be really quick because we don't have to actually talk about the games. And Mark's not here to ramble on about all sorts of stupid things with Winnipeg. Um, so what do I need to do here? The standings, week two, I've got the scores. This is it. Charles. Uh, the yes. Edmonton BC game tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, home opener. Yep. Very interesting. 
Shout out to my well, friend you know Jason what? Callahan who just bought season tickets for him and his son, okay? Big shout out to Jason. Okay, sorry, Charles. Go ahead. No problem. I'm kind of sad because I will not be at this game tomorrow night, uh, even though I was planning to two days ago, but things change. Um, but, uh, yeah, Edmonton, I've, even if they weren't picking the Lions, I wouldn't be picking Edmonton this week because they've looked like crap the last two weeks. They really have. And I'm sorry, the Lions have looked good. Well, the Lions looked good for a game and a half. They had that slow start, obviously, in Saskatchewan, which kind of screwed them up. But in the second half of that game and in pretty much all the uh, Calgary games, they looked pretty good, both offensively and defensively. So, yeah, I'm going to pick the Lions. I always pick the Lions. I'm sure this is no surprise to anybody. And I think the Lions are going to win this one. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a total laugher, but I think they're going to win by a healthy amount. So I'm picking the Lions, and I'm going to say uh, 39 points. Okay, William, what, uh, hang on. Should we, this is what I was supposed to do. I was going to go look for Mark. Mark, put up a, Mark put up a score somewhere. I think it was in the, the Sparky group. Yeah, I think he was. it was, yeah. Okay, so he took BC. Mark took BC by 37. And you took BC by 30, excuse me, 39. 39, okay. yeah. William, what are you going to do here? I think you're taking BC, B- too. BC 41. 41, okay. And CJ's going to take BC, and I'm going to go 30. I'm going on the low end of this one. Okay, so we all took BC, Charles at 39, Willie at 41. Hey, wait, Mark. wait, 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 no. Edmonton, um, 34. Edmonton, 34. <laughs> are you just serious? trying to be different. Are you serious? I'm trying to catch up. Yeah, you can Edmonton do that, 34. but just not by picking Edmonton. That's not a good way of Edmonton picking Edmonton 34. Up. Edmonton 34. Come on. Okay, okay, okay. Let's uh, do it. That, that's fine. I, I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. Okay. Um, that's that game. The second game, which is what? Uh, is that a Friday night game, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, that, I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong week again. Uh, I, you know, they have the point differential and they have total point score. Total point score of the BC Edmonton game is 46 and a half. That's the line on this. Okay, I went super low on that. Uh, and they're picking Edmonton plus three and a half, so they're picking BC to win this. Uh, Montreal is a minus one, so they're picking Calgary to win. Total point score is 45. And Mark uh, did the Owls by 31. Charles, what are you going to do here? Mm-hmm. Owls by 30. Now, Owls by 31 or Owls 31 Oh, points? total score is 31. Sorry. Okay, that total makes score a little more sense. Um, yeah. Calgary's going to get clobbered in this game. I'm sorry, they're going to get clobbered in this game. Um, no offense to Michael Con- Michael O'Connor, but I just I have zero faith in him. Um, 
I don't know the guy. I just don't think he's ready to be starting. Um, and Montreal looked good last week against Edmonton, and I'm not sure Calgary's as good as Edmonton is. So I, I think Montreal's going to win this game um, 42 points. Okay. And William. Calgary 31. Oh, that was very – a lot of affirmative action there. Okay, Mark took Owls by 31. Yep. And, and uh, CJ, what are you going to do here? Well, I'm going to take Montreal, and I'm going to go Montreal total score 25. I don't think it's going to be a big scoring game. I don't think either one of these teams has any offense. Yeah. Okay. So the third game is uh, uh, the first game on a double header. Four o'clock start on the West Coast is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Toronto. Total point score is 42. Uh, Winnipeg is a minus five. Okay. So that means that they expect Winnipeg to win, but five, off five points. Okay. That's what it was. So Montreal was supposed to beat Calgary. They, I'm, I'm learning this betting shit. Okay, so go with me. I don't do this much. Winnipeg, Toronto, in Toronto, in uh, BMO Field. Charles, uh, Mark has picked Winnipeg. Uh, total point score, 28. 28 points. He has not got a lot of faith in his Winnipeg Blue Bombers here. In the offense of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, not after watching Toronto be absolutely pathetic, he thinks the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the total score is only going to be 28. I'm Wow. Wow. Charles, go ahead. Jesus, Winnipeg scored more than that again. Oh, no, well, they were 27 last week in the same two teams, so I guess he's not expecting much more this week. I'm not really either. Um, uh, Toronto, they're not uh, – I don't see them as a good team. I thought that week one was kind of a mirage against Calgary. Uh, Winnipeg's a much better team at this point. I think they win this one again. Maybe a little bit more high scoring. So I'm going to take um, Winnipeg by 35 points. Or Winnipeg is 35 points. Okay. Uh, Mark has got Winnipeg by 28. William, what are you doing here? Are you taking Toronto? Or are you going to take Winnipeg? Toronto, 30, Toronto 31. I thought that was coming. Okay, I'm going to take the Winnipeg Blue Bombers here, even though I'm uh, I, I got to play with the game here, and I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go with the line and at 42 points, just because that's uh, just makes sense to me. Okay, the fourth game of the week is the Ottawa Red Blacks <laughs> uh, into Saskatchewan. So here's here's a dilemma that I have here. Uh, they, they're taking Edmonton plus plus eleven, and uh, sorry Ottawa plus eleven, and Ottawa beat Edmonton, and Edmonton's only a plus thirty-five. I I, I don't know I don't know about this. Total point score is a forty-five point five. Uh, they're taking uh, Saskatchewan by eleven. Mark has taken Saskatchewan with a total point score of thirty-three. He's twelve points under the line. Charles, where are you going on this one? Uh, I'm going Saskatchewan. I just I, I can't see Ottawa winning two in a row. They won the first one that shocked everyone. I just don't see them doing it again in Saskatchewan. Sorry. Uh, 
as much as I don't like taking Saskatchewan, I got to be realistic on this one. Ottawa's not likely to repeat that feat again. So I'll take Saskatchewan 42 points. 42 points. Uh, Mark took Saskatchewan by 33. Uh, William, what are you going to do? Ottawa 36. Ottawa by 36. And CJ is taking Ottawa and I was going to say 12, but um, got to be a little realistic here. Because I don't honestly think Ottawa can score much more than 12 points against Saskatchewan, but I really don't think that Ottawa's defense is going to shut Saskatchewan down. So it's really a bit of a challenge for me. Uh, I'm going to go with 36 here. No, I'm not going to do 36. Will took 36. Uh, I'm going to do Ottawa by 30 points. Or total point score by th- of 30, but I'm taking Ottawa. Okay. Does that make sense? Are we done? We're done. Oh, my God. The show's almost over. No, it's not. But there is segment five finished. Okay. The Lions introduce Ann M.R. Doman as the new owner of the British Columbia Lions. Now, he is a major- minority owner. Is, is that correct, Charles? No, he's the sole owner. That, well, really? Because I was seeing a whole thing yes. that they called him the minority owner. Uh, is he because he, he is a minority? Is he a visible minority? Is that because he's a brown guy? I, I think, no, I think that's what they meant because he I, – I think that's what they meant, actually. But what, in terms he, of, a, a, like, own, he, Okay. He, huh. he owns the entire team. <laughs> that's what I thought. But I was just confused by this. Uh, Let's go see if we can see any of the pitchers, because there's a couple of pitchers with him in it. Wow. PC Lions have got a fair amount of posts here. Uh, Okay. They introduced him as the owner. There we go. Go Lions. I don't know. Okay. I don't. I, I saw something today where they introduced him as the minority owner, first minority shareholder or anyhow. He's a brown guy. He owns the team. He owns it all. And good for him. His father, no, his uncle, Herb Dolman. Uncle. Who, uncle, uh, who is, uh, owned a lot of sawmills in the lower, lower mainland. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and Herb Dolman. And Vancouver Island. And Vancouver Island. And uh, I don't know if they're still that big into that business because it's not quite as good as what it used to be. But anyhow, uh, Dolman Lumber. And he, uh, he was one of the original water boys. Herb was a huge BC Lions fan, a good friend of Bobby Ackles, and uh, a good supporter of the Lions. And uh, now his uh, nephew, Amar, is the new owner. And Amar's got a whole pile of different business ventures, and uh, this is just now one of them. And good for him. So is he going to hire Barham Lalji as his communications guy? No, anyhow, sorry. It's kind of funny. You didn't say that. (laughs) Did you say that? You didn't say that, did you? I I love Farhan, okay, so don't get me wrong. I think he's an absolute – he's one of the most credible immediate personalities in the CFL because there's not that many Please remember where to send the hate mail. (laughs) Yeah, 
Will does something today, Charles gets blamed for it. I loved it. Uh, or was it? I got blamed for it. How, how did you get into that discussion? I don't know. Anyhow, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. We're going to learn a lot more about Amar as things go on and how and what direction the BC Lions take. I'm excited for change. I, I'm excited for somebody with passion that owns it. I'm not saying that David Braley didn't have any passion for the CFL because he did. He had huge commitment to the CFL. Uh, there was, you, you cannot question his loyalty to the CFL. But this guy is a BC no. boy. He's been a BC Lions fan since he was a young cub. And I honestly think this is a good thing for the, for the team, for the city, for the province, for the franchise, for the CFL. Will hung up. What a dumb, what a dumb shit. Yep. <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> Am I going to get blamed for that too or whatever? That um. <laughs> was funny. No, he actually blamed it on his fat fingers. I don't know why his fingers were anywhere near his keyboard on his phone. He should just have it down on the table on speaker and be done with it. For mine is. Yeah. Yeah, so your big fingers don't touch it. But he's online with us now. So welcome back, Will. Thank you. Okay. So, Charles, you're a BC Lions fan. Tell me what you think about this. Is this a good thing for the Lions? Is this a good thing for the city? Is it a good thing for the CFL? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, I loved what I heard from this guy. This guy is clearly not just some guy there to write checks. He wants to be involved, and he wants to help rebuild this team uh, off the field and, um, you know, help with it. Now, first thing he needs to do is he needs to fire the all the existing marketing people and bring in people that actually know how to market things. Um, Except Arlene. No, I like what I heard from this. Yeah, Arlene, Arlene's really good. She's probably so, easily the best they have. Um, but, yeah, uh, I liked it. Uh, I liked the hire. I liked the fact that we have local ownership again. No, nothing against David Braley. He deserves all the credit in the world for what he did for this team. He saved it literally from oblivion and uh, kept it running all these years. Uh, so, uh all the credit in the world to David Braley, but it's nice to have local ownership. I don't remember the last time we had local ownership. Um, probably Murray Pezum, and that didn't go all that well, but, hey, it, this guy's not going to be a Murray Pezum. This guy's not going to be up there with his shirt off, throwing out foam paws and stuff like that. But, no, this guy looks like uh, the real deal. Uh, I looked into this guy. This guy's got really deep pockets. He owns actually the one of the biggest um, building supply uh, businesses in Canada, as well as a, uh, a large investment firm. So this guy makes a lot of money. He's a BC Lions fan. He's not just got some guy coming in off the street. Hey, I'm going to buy a, foot, a sports team. So uh, I really like what I heard from him. And yeah, I'm ha I personally like this guy, and I'm glad he's the guy that came in. Okay. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, William, outsider, Calgary Stampeder fan. Uh, what do you think of this ownership in BC? Does it matter or am I going to get out? I don't care. Well, I 
really don't care, but um, I, I and I just learned something new from what Charles said. Uh, BC actually has a marketing department. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> Who knew? Couldn't tell. You wouldn't couldn't be the tell. only one that didn't know that because, um, you know, and and I'm not, and I don't want to sound. I don't. I, I I don't want. This is not racial whatsoever. Okay, but. Usually it is um, when somebody says that. Well, yeah, I know, I but... Say, they're just going to say the same thing. Yes, but these people, when I say these people, I'm talking Indians. <laughs> is he an Indian? Is that what he is? Uh, I, I believe, believe that's so. correct statement, yes. But he, he's a, a okay. third or fourth generation Canadian. Okay, correct. but they tend, to, they tend to support their own races, okay? And I think that can only be good for the BC Lions, okay? Because oh, there question. is probably a large, there is a there large is... population there. Okay, and we we have they are a large, slowly taking over. We have a yeah. large population of Indian fans. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. No. And if he's no. not, let's. I hope. I hope he has deep pockets. So. That's all I hope. And he does. So. He does have deep pockets. Okay. Then hey, I'm I'm all for it. I mean. It's been up in the air for a number of years on who's going to own them, right? And finally, they 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 sold them. So, I mean, I'd like to know what happened to that money that David Braley left behind to run the team for three or four years. But we're not going to go there, are we? No. It probably goes back to the estate. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. That's what I was thinking myself. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say on that. Perfect. 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 So uh, the next segment here, I, I don't have anything to add to it. I'm. I'm just. I'm in a wait and see mode. Uh, I. I'm not that. Uh, it's not show me what you're going to do. I. I. I'm really excited about this. I think this is a wonderful thing. So I. But I'm just kind of waiting for it to. Uh, I guess I'm just, I'm optimistically hesitant. Is that a good way to put it? I can understand that. I, I've, I've seen nothing for so long that that's what I expect. And if he actually comes out and does something wonderful and some change involved in it, I, I'm pretty excited. He did come out with a marketing proposal or a marketing scheme, shall we say, right away, right away. He says that they were having a, uh, uh, a pop-up COVID vaccination clinic right before the game, and anybody that comes in and gets a vaccination will get a free BC Lions ticket for a future game. Correct. I have no it's words innovative. for that. Well... It, it seems to be the way the masses want to go, so let's do it, okay? So if it, if it helps the BC Lions, then so be it. But one of the things that I learned in marketing class a long, long, long time ago was never give away your own product, especially to your own customers. So 
So if you're having a clinic before the BC Lions game, most of the people that are going to be there are going to be BC Lions ticket holders already. And now you're giving away something that you get money for to people who are already prepared to pay for it. That's true. That That's a good point. That, that doesn't work in my marketing class. Now, if they held this on Saturday for the next game, and they held it in Surrey or Coquitlam or Abbotsford or somewhere remote away from the, the stadium itself, that would make sense to me because yeah, you're getting people who aren't, make more sense. you know, you're, you're, you're getting more people. And so you have one in North Vancouver and you have one in Richmond and you have one in whatever. And, and you know, the first hundred or first thousand people there or whatever else you give a ticket away. His goal is to sell out BC play stadium on Thursday night. He wants 35,000 people there. Okay. Let's see what happens. <laughs> They're not allowed to have 35,000 people there. No, I don't know what what is the sellout there right now. No, they're capped right now, for, but the government's got them capped at thirteen thousand. They're only half the lower bowl right now, so it's like thirteen thousand. So that's oh just the government God. regulations they put in. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Anyways, I just I just googled him. Six hundred and eighty-four million dollars, as they say, what his net worth is. So, hmm, that's a little bit of change. A few dollars, yep. Yep. Okay, I, I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, I, I am too. I think this guy's going to be really good. He's going to be good. I, I made the comment earlier today that he's going to be good, not just for the Lions, but I think he'll be good for the league in general. Yeah. Okay, the next segment is about the Calgary Stampeders. And they're pending or proposed or uh, surprise sale. Um, did you know that they were for sale? Will, this is something I wanted to ask you. You've got your finger on the... I, I, I have... I have... I have talked to so many people in the last since this got brought up. Yeah. And nobody nobody knows anything. So, so are they just being, is, know, is is the Stampeders just being very tight-lipped about this or is this just a fantasy? Uh, or, or, did, or did Rod Peterson actually break a, a true story? I don't know. I mean, I like I mean, Rod Peterson. Rod, I think he's really got some good information at times, and yeah. some of his off the—they're so far off the wall, but they make sense. I don't doubt that the Stampeders could be sold. Uh, I do love this article that says that it's being bought by someone in the XFL or has XFL yep. ties. Now, does that yep. mean Dwayne? Dwayne is buying them. He got cut by the team, so he's going to fucking buy him. I remember Victor you know, Kayam. What, what he liked his razor so much he bought Remington. What scares me, what scares me so much <laughs> is the last time they got bought. Who did they name as their head coach and general manager? Matt Dunnigan. 
Matt Dunnigan. Thank you. Matt Dunnigan. And Matt Dunnigan said, nah, we don't run goal line offense because we don't need to. It's just it's just automatic. Um, and Kevin Federick brought his son in as the starting quarterback. And, and, and so I'm a little scared. So, I, so does I, this I, mean I, that you think that Dwayne Johnson is going to – throw some pads on and suit up for the Calgary Stampeders? No, Dwayne Johnson is too much of an old man now, so... Um, well, he doesn't I, think so. I, I don't know why the step or why the Flames would sell them. Other they than... No in, they have no interest in them anymore. Other than, you know, because they can? I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get as much money together so they can pay for this new arena that they're building? I don't know. Um, CFL teams don't make money. You can tell by the crowds in Calgary the last two weeks, which have been pathetic, by the way. Um, So, I don't know. I I cannot get anybody to say they're for sale or not. So, I don't know. I mean, this is a, more of a rumor until I hear more about this. Yeah. Of course it is. Um, you, you're, you don't understand why the Flames would sell the stamps. And I think the Flames bought the stamps or acquired them for one reason and one reason over only. They wanted to build a huge multi-use complex. And when that theory has completely been squashed in the city of Calgary, they have no more use for them. I guess. They're just, they're just getting tossed to the curb. Uh, they're not making any money. They might not be losing any money. There's no cross-promotion. There's no, you know, this is wonderful thing, yada, yada, yada. No, there's, not, there's no benefit to the Flames owning the Stamps. None. Different arenas, different this, different everything. So, I understand MLSE buying the Argos because they already own the Toronto football team and uh, TFC. So, yeah, I don't know. The TFC? Toronto Football Club. Yes. Okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand this one at all. I, I do, I do, do believe that it's real. I do believe that it's real. Uh, I think there's too the much talk hand, about it right now for it not to be. But nobody, on the other hand, nobody from the organization is, has come out and said, "No fucking way, we're not for sale." Nobody. No, the stamp, the stamps, or sorry, the Flames' only winning team in the last 20 years has been the Stamps. So I'm just saying, man. Yeah, well, I guess that doesn't nope. matter. ML, MLSE's most winning team in the last few years has been the Argos, too. I think they, they're much better than the Raptors were, have been, although the Raptors have won a championship, but then so's Toronto. So, yeah, no. I, I, I don't know. I th- I, nobody in the organization has come out and said, I'm sorry, the this, this stamps are absolutely not for sale. Uh, nobody has denied it. Nobody has said, oh, no, we don't think that's going to happen. 
There's not even a partial denial. There's nothing in there. They're just letting this rumor fly around, okay? You don't do that when it's your business. And especially if it's a false rumor. You shut it down real fast. So, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know, that's just my opinion on it, and uh, we can move on. I, the, the stamps are going to be sold at some point in time. Uh, sooner or later is the more probable answer. And uh, will we get a, an announcement soon from them? I, I was shocked by the announcement from BC. I had no idea that, that this was happening. Uh, all of a sudden, there's uh, BC Lines are making a major announcement at 11 a.m. this morning. That came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. So uh, you're probably going to see the same thing from the stamps, except for the fact that we didn't know they were for sale before. At least we knew the BC Lions were for sale. Okay, what time we got? Uh, 9.30. There's really not much left here. We're going to do this uh, next two real quick, and then we're going to have to talk about something else, and we'll figure it out. Uh, Odell Wilson is released by the Argos. Is this the end of the line for him? In the ultimate words, what did I say? Wilson. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Odell Willis. Okay. Uh, in the immortal words of uh, our dear panelist, Will, younger, faster, cheaper. Yep. His best before date was quite a while ago, although or he wasn't that bad. Old, or you can say old, slow, and fat, right? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> Nick Lewis was still good, <laughs> okay? <laughs> we still like Nick Lewis. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He was uh, he was in BC last year, wasn't or in 2019, wasn't he? And I, yeah, you, you know that he wasn't going to be around anymore. You knew it. He he wasn't. He was there. He was still. I think he's a great locker room guy. I think he's a great cheerleader for a team. I I think he knows the game. He's a very he's a student of defense. And he knows it very well. He's very cerebral on this game. But he's an old man. At some point in time, old men have to go. And this is it. And uh, if the Argos don't want you, fuck, nobody will. Sorry. Uh, And just as I say that, you're going to come across a newswire that Montreal has signed him or something like that, Ottawa. But uh, Odell Willis uh, should just retire. Be graceful about it. Charles, the mayor of Swaggerville is unemployed. That's 10 years ago. I'm sorry. He's finished. Uh, I'm sorry. He he was losing his step with with, with the Lions. He wasn't terrible with the Lions. I'm not saying he was. For some reason, he always played better when Sean Lemon was brought in. Yeah. Um, maybe that he took some attention off of him. That's probably why. Uh, and they, I think, were good friends, so I think he you know, perked him up. But you could tell, especially back in 2019, he he was really losing his step. His he just wasn't the player he was before. And uh, yeah, that was uh, about. I'm not surprised that he got cut. I was actually thought when the season got canceled last year that he would end up retiring. He didn't, ending up signing in Toronto but it's clearly not working out there. It's clear that he is pretty much uh, done, and this is not uh, a, um, a slight on him at all. He's had a, a very good career, 
But uh, all good careers come to an end, and I think it's the end of the line for him. And, uh, yeah, so I'm not all that surprised. Not surprised that he got released or not surprised that he's not going to get another job? Um, Probably both. I mean, he could, I guess, get another job if you've got, let's say you've got a team that's getting into injury trouble and they want to bring in some guy that's got, you know, a veteran experience. They could, you could see it. I think it's unlikely, but I couldn't rule it 100% out. But uh, I'm not surprised he's done. Okay. William, Odell's got to be one of your favorite players, isn't he? Sure he is. Um, but you know what? You say bring in younger, faster, stronger. I said cheaper, actually. Well, okay, whatever. Charleston Hughes is a year older than Odell Willis. <laughs> they right. play the same position. They play the yeah. same position. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if that theory works, but Charleston cool. Hughes' career has been better in recent years. Okay? So, and then um, the other guy Toronto has is uh, Cordero Law, and he is, how old is Cordero Law? He's not that old. I don't old. know how old. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's, he's in his 30s, at least. Um, uh, so, but... But they had to cut some salary, so they make the salary cap, don't they? Well, maybe, maybe not. Cadero uh, yep. Law, Cadero Law is years thirty-two. Old. Okay, so he is definitely on me. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, Odell Willis has been cut before, and then he shows up somewhere else. Um, uh, but exactly. I think we get to the. But I think he's getting to the point in his life where, yeah, it's uh, probably, you know, getting getting late in the career, and I don't know if anybody will sign him. But on the other hand, Calgary is pretty uh, pretty uh, thin on experienced defensive players. So hey, maybe uh, maybe uh, the Maris Swaggerville goes to Calgary. To hang out with his buddy Sean Lemon. Sean Lemon. There's a possible. There's a possibility. Because hmm. I like do believe. Idea? I do believe his off-season home is Edmonton. So. Because um, he played there for a while. So. Who does he like that where he lives? Did he ever huh? play for Calgary? He, he or, was, sorry, Saskatchewan. He did play for. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, so he hasn't played for every Western team then? No. And Calgary uh, traded him before he was anybody big, too, so. Oh, so he's already been in Calgary. Oh, yeah. Beginning of his career, I do believe. I do believe. Huh. Okay. Uh, very interesting. 
guess we're moving on. CFL. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. I was going to say he played nine games in Calgary in 2009. Okay. Okay. And, oh, sorry, in 2012, he was in Saskatchewan. Was he? Yes, he was for 17 games. Okay. So, yeah, he's played for BC, Edmonton, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and Calgary, all five teams. There you go. All five Western teams. Yep. He's never played out east, has he? Just this year. I don't believe so. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Mind you. Okay. Mind you, wasn't he in when he was with Winnipeg? They were considered an Eastern team, so that's true. But that's a possibility. Yeah. Okay, so the CFL outdraws the Blue Jays on Saturday night TV numbers. What's your take on this one? This is very interesting. Ah. Uh, the CFL is not in the same league, and I, and I don't use that word lightly here, as the Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays are a major league baseball team, a major team in North America, a major team in the only Canadian representative in MLS or MLB. Um, this is a big thing. This is a really big thing, in my opinion. Uh, is it because the Blue Jays suck? But well, they're not that bad this year. They're not that bad this year. But how does it? How does the CFL outdraws the Blue Jays on Saturday night? What teams were playing on Saturday night that was so impressive that they had to watch? Saskatchewan. Saturday night with the doubleheader. It was Saskatchewan. So all the little Saskatchewan fans got out and watched their TV. Their game on TV because they weren't going to the stands. Right. And after all, Saskatchewan is Canada. Saskatchewan is Canada's team. So. Will, I'm about to hang up on you. Okay. Cause uh, you know, that's, that's one of those Phil Miller things, right? When you say to Phil Miller, uh, you know, the best Grey cup game was the 09 Grey cup. He hangs up. He just hangs up. No questions adds, no nothing else. Well, I can't do that because I'm actually running the show. I can't just hang up. So, but I can kick your ass off, okay? <laughs> don't say that again. I don't like Saskatchewan being called Canada's team. It's an embarrassment. I would think okay, that Canada, Canada's could, team could would I, have more integrity say, than that. Could I just say then, go schooners, go? <laughs> sure. I'll take the schooners over Canada's team any day. That just does not work for me. I would think that there would be more integrity than this morally and ethically bankrupt organization in Regina. If one that represents Canada. Just me. Personally, I would think that if I wanted a CFL team that is representing Canada, I would take any team in the CFL, almost any team in the CFL, except for the Calgary Stampeders. Or, sorry, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I might actually take the Calgary Stampeders as Canada's team because of their colors and their new uniforms uh, because they've dropped the black and they're back to red and white, and that's the way that the Calgary Stampeders should be, okay? 
I, my favorite color is black. I like it. Okay. Everything I have uh, is black. I, it's, it's the, my favorite uniform is the gunmetal gray BC Lions uniforms, which are basically black. Um, so, well, but I don't did, think it, I don't did, think it belongs on the Calgary Stampeders uniform. Not that I think they didn't should look like a watch, KFC bucket, but that's beside the point. Did, didn't you guys watch KFC playing A and W uh, last week? Yeah. Yeah. A&W versus KFC, Impressive. and guess who wins? The Burgers. Yeah. E-W wears. The Burgers. Yeah. The I'm root a huge fan of the Colonel. Yeah. I, I, I personally like the, uh, the A&W Burgers. I think they're the best burger out there, so I have them often. Okay. So what do you think of this new Calgary Stampeders uniform, Will? Are you happy with it? You know what? It's growing on me, to be honest with you. Okay. And and there are so many people at Stampeders games with this new jersey. Okay. Really? I'm I'm actually yeah hmm. yeah they're all over the place, and I'm I'm actually thinking of buying one, to be honest with you. No, not you. Yeah. Would, would because, you wear you Would you why? wear it to the game? Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Because my 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 buddy Todd Huncheck, <laughs> since his son plays for the Stampeders, okay, he gets fifty percent discount off uh-huh. of all that kind of stuff, okay? You cheap so, bastard. <laughs> well yeah, I yeah, am very cheap that way, sorry. But I was thinking maybe I'd I'd buy one. I don't know. But I can't figure out whose name to put on it. So why do you put it have to put a name I, on it? Well, I was gonna put I was gonna put beer me on it just to be just like Christopher Jones, you know, the Calgary version. But no, nah, that's not very original. So I really wish he had just done that, and not told us about it, and just showed up on it with one day. Well, I tell you what, you can go buy a Calgary Stampeders uniform, put point zero eight on it, put beer me on the back of it, and you mail it to me, and I'll put it on and post a picture. Okay. 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 I'll. I'll yeah. post a picture of, of me wearing a Calgary Stampeders uniform. Uh huh. You, you see, I, I I did. I no, I do believe you. I did that one year um, when uh, I had a bet with a company I used to deal with in Seattle, and they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, they sent me a Seattle Seahawks, Seahawks jersey, and I put it on and posted a picture of it. I didn't care, man, because guess what? I got a Seahawks jersey. I I got a free $400 Seahawks jersey, okay? Yeah, I know. You know what? I have have been making that threat to Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans for years. Years. I will will wear a Saskatchewan Rough Riders jersey and post a pic of it if you send it to me with .08 as the number front and back and beer me across it, I will post a picture of me wearing it. Uh, and I'll throw that out to any team in the CFL. Uh, Anybody wants to do it, I'll, I, that's, that's what it is. But otherwise, I'm a Lions fan, and I've got every jersey the Lions have had for the last 10 years with .08 beer me on it. Now they got new jerseys again. I don't know if I'm that big a fan. Um, 
Yes, A and W versus Charles. KFC. Hey Charles, what? do you have uh, do you have season tickets this year or not? I do not know. Oh, don't you? Okay. I, I didn't last. I didn't year. in 2019. No, I didn't in 2019. Oh, I still went pretty much to. I still went to pretty much every game. I just bought tickets game day or a few days before or whatever. I see. Yeah. Okay. So, this is a little bit of an interesting anomaly. There's been two games, two teams so far that have had buys. Okay. That's the Montreal Alouettes and the Ottawa Rough Rock, uh, Red Blacks. Okay? Montreal Alouettes, Ottawa Red Blacks. That is number one and number two in the Eastern Division. They've only played one game each. They both won it. Toronto's in third place after playing two games with a one-and-one one record. And Hamilton is in the basement with a two and, uh, an 0-2 record. So the two teams in the CFL that have not yet played their second game are in first and second place in the East. Kind of pathetic. But there yep. are three Eastern wins. There are five Western wins. So uh, yeah, something happened here. I don't know. Uh, in the Western Division, we have the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in first place at 2-0, and oh, four points, 63 points, 437 against. Uh, I really want to know how they decide whether Saskatchewan's on top or, or Winnipeg's on top when they're both 2-0. and o. I, I've always been told that it's for and against points, but it ne- never makes sense. It never works out that way. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, there's, there's 26 points difference between Winnipeg and uh, – well, it's 26 points difference between their wins and their losses, whether for and against. And there's uh, – 26 points difference between the Saskatchewan and uh, for and against. So they're actually tied-tied. I don't know how that works. Tied-tied. Tied-tied. So the BC Lions are in third place with a one-and-one record. Edmonton and Calgary are four and five, respectively, both 0-2. This is exactly – well, it's not – but I kind of figured that this was going to be the standings of the Western Division with Saskatchewan in first, Winnipeg in second, BC in third, Calgary in fourth, and Edmonton in fifth. So Calgary and Edmonton, who are basically interchangeable at 0-2, after week three, we will see, because the Edmonton Eskimos will not win week three. They're playing the BC Lions. So Calgary is where? Where is Calgary this weekend? Um, They are – oh, I got the wrong week up again. They're, Montreal's coming into Calgary. Uh, yeah, well, they may be 0-3 as well. We'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting week of football. I want to play. No, I want to watch. I'm going to watch football tomorrow night. I'm all alone up here in the evacuation zone. Uh, i got nobody to talk to, nobody to interfere with me. I can sit down and watch football, and not one person is going to walk into the room and piss me off. You know the other good thing about absolutely being by yourself in the house? You can have a shower and nobody will flush a toilet. That's a nice thing, actually. Oh, that is it's a wonderful thing. I'm having amazing showers where I don't even want to get out of the shower. And, and I'm just sitting there and it's all warm and cuddly and the pounding down. It never happens. It never, I never get that. Somebody's got the tap on for something. 
and uh, brushing teeth and going to the toilet and doing this and doing that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. This, 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 was, this has been amazing. You know, it's only been since Sunday, so it's only been three days. But it just seems like it's been an eternity that the family's been missing. But anyhow. Okay, so that's it. We've got eight minutes left in the show. What do you guys want to talk about? Hmm. There's lots to talk about. Why well, don't we, we could, want to talk we about We could make fun of the stamps more. Um, no, we don't have to make fun of the stamps more. We can do all sorts of other wonderful things. Uh, there was a couple things that I saw in here that was kind of interesting. Well, no, I was hoping you guys could give me some pointers, okay? On because, how to lose? About what? How to deal with yeah, a losing team. Because it's, it's, so, it's been so long. I, it's been I more than a decade. It's just like it just doesn't happen. I mean, no. the last time they were 0-2 at home at the beginning of the season was 2009. Okay, so I'm just not used to it. I'm just, just saying. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm not used to seeing the. I'm honestly not used to seeing the um, Stampeders with a losing record at all. Uh, that's true. Well, they actually I mean, uh, ended up with ten and seven, tied for first place that year. Yes, that's right. So and not all is lost. To, they lost to Saskatchewan in the Western Final. Got kicked by Saskatchewan in the Western Final. In yes. Calgary, to be honest with you. Oh, that was and then, and then, and then that wonderful Grey Cup game was in Calgary in 2009, where as, it had a Phil uh, Miller knows, beautiful they couldn't finish. count. Yes, yes, indeed. And the last time I remember them having a losing record, eight and ten, in 2001, they won the Grey Cup with Marcus Marcus Crandall. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's hope. maybe they'll bring him back. No. Maybe with Bo Levi, no, they'll bring him back. Maybe they bring Marcus Crandall back because Bo Levi's out. They'll there's bring back a, a hope, veteran. But there's not much hope, but there's hope. So because uh, yeah, it could be scary. That's all I'm saying. Very, very and, intriguing. And the. And the crowds are going to get smaller and smaller in Calgary, I guarantee you. Why? So, well, because they won't they're go not watch very a, good. They won't go watch a, a losing team. No, they won't go watch a winner either, Charles. So I know. Maybe it That's won't change. That's a problem. Maybe, so they're not maybe gonna, it won't change. They're sure they're not going to go watch a loser. No. No. Interesting. So Andrew Very Harris seems to be getting a lot of work these days uh, in workouts with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Is this because his masking uh, drugs are now working really well? Yeah, yeah. And he can pass the screening test? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. I'm just curious. I just want to know what your opinion was. Well, I just, I'm just curious to know what Mark would think, but that guy never comes on the show, so why the hell would we even think about it, right? So, No idea. I mean, I don't know either. I, I don't know. I'm thinking he thinks Winnipeg is the team, so why should he bother coming on our show now, right? Yeah, he was much better as a, he was much better as a loser. You know that, eh? 
Winnipeg was much more to pick, fun to pick on when they were losers too. Yeah, now, they were. We we could pick That's on true. them. Now we just hate them. It's a huge yeah. difference. Huge difference. Yeah. Absolutely. There's not much hope in 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 Hamilton this year either. They're not going to break their their little streak, I don't think. Mind you, it doesn't take much to be in the Grey Cup when you're an Eastern team. Well, and and right now, as of right now, the Eastern teams, other than Hamilton, are looking pretty strong. If you think about it. No. Well, no. Well, Ottawa, Toronto, Ottawa played now, Edmonton. Ottawa's crap. Toronto. Yeah. No. No. I'm not buying that okay. argument at all. Yeah, but yeah, but look at who the crossovers would normally be from the West. The the fourth and fifth place teams, and that looks like it's going to be Edmonton and Calgary. So, you know what I mean? So, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But you never know. By the end of this season, we might say, what's my backup quarterback's name, Charles? Uh, Michael O'Connor. Michael O'Connor. How by bad the end is of the year, I have mi- to tell you that? By the end of the year, we might be saying Michael O'Connor had, has had the best start of any Canadian quarterback in the history of the CFL. I'm going to shut down this show now. It is possible. Well, after that comment. It is possible. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Starting Saturday, we'll see what happens. Friday, you mean. No, whatever uh, day they play. Yeah, Friday. Friday. Okay, Friday it is. So, uh, Christopher, it's our, it's, what's it's your Will's number anniversary. on Friday? What's that? What's your number on Friday, Christopher? How many years? 33. 33. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. It was 1988. Do people ask you the same question they asked me? Why is she still married to you? Or why did she marry what you? The fuck is, what the fuck is wrong with Patty? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they never say that about I, that. They just all, all you know... It's kind of funny because I'm I'm going through the the roadblocks on the way up here, and I just got 90 seconds from the blog talk page, so I got to talk really fast. Um, going up through the thing, and they go, "Why are you go- Why are you going up into the evac zone?" And I says, "Well, my wife and my dogs are up there, and I got to go get my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving my dogs behind. Like no fucking way." Okay, uh, this has been Great. let's talk let's talk CFL podcast episode number 450. Uh, I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and uh, we got to talk uh, about wildfires and uh, incompetency and the Calgary Stampeders and uh, BC Lions new owner and all sorts of things. And uh, I had fun talking football with my buddies here because uh, it's a, a good change from what I normally talk about. So I'm going to roll this one over to Charles, and you get to say goodnight, and you got 30 seconds, so go at it. Good night, folks. Enjoy the games this weekend. They should be all interesting, unless they're not, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Wonderful. And, William, go at it, my friend. Good night, everybody. Go Calgary. Go Calgary. Oh, my God. You always seem to pick losers when you say that. Go Calgary. Who's Calgary playing? Where are they going to go? Montreal. 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 
Okay. Good, good night, guys. Yeah. Take care. Later, bye.